The Real Pink Podcast is supported by Bank of America. Bank of America supports Susan G. Komen through its Pink Ribbon Banking products, which have raised over $11.8 million to date. When you open a Pink Ribbon credit card account, you'll receive a $200 cash rewards bonus offer and Bank of America will donate $200 to Komen. Our credit card offers vary and this offer may not be available elsewhere. Visit komen.org forward slash Bank of America to apply online today. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. Today, we're joined by a very special guest to do the introductions for our Mother's Day episode. Susan G. Komen's president and CEO, Paula Schneider, is here to introduce today's guest. Paula, over to you. Uh, thanks, Adam. And I wanted to come here today to personally welcome our guest today. And we are so lucky to be joined by the multi-platinum singer and songwriter, Andy Grammer, one of my personal favorites. And Andy has topped the charts with such songs as Keep Your Head Up and Honey, I'm Good, you know it, everyone knows it, and inspires and empowers the world through his music. So unfortunately, Andy uh, also lost his mother to breast cancer when he was 25 years old. So Andy, welcome to the show. We are so honored to have you here for our Mother's Day episode. And we actually have quite a bit in common. I, not that I can sing because I cannot sing at all. But other than that, we both lost our moms to breast cancer and we both have two daughters and we both have a passion towards eradicating the disease. And I know that Adam is really excited to talk to you today and to hear about the impact that, that losing your mom had on your life and on your career and the beautiful, beautiful ways uh, that you honor her. So thank you for your support. And we are so grateful that you're here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Andy, welcome to the show. So excited to talk to you. I'd love to begin by giving you an opportunity to share about your mom. What would you like to tell us about the kind of woman that she was? My mom was um, just an incredible woman as a mother. Like she's just a great mom. We can start there. Um, really, just really looking out for me and crafted me as an individual. Uh, and as I get older and now that I have two little girls, I see how much work that is. So I really appreciate her for that. As well as like a real um, champion of women's empowerment. So I just grew up being kicked out of my house because all the women in the community were going to come over and my mom was going to empower them. And I, it was like, wait, why can't I be a part of that? And it just became commonplace that like, it's, well, you, you know, me, my brother, my dad had to leave. And then all these women would come into our house and uh, she, she was an incredible community builder and especially a champion of women. Wow. I mean, she sounds fantastic. It sounds like you were, you're obviously close. Um, so walk us through her diagnosis and how she told you about it and what that time period was like for you. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, I was 25 and it happened pretty quick. She caught it really late. And so I just remember I was headed up to a camp somewhere and she called pretty upset and said I had to come home. And then, uh, yeah. And then, you know, there was a lot of sweetness basically saying goodbye to her. It happened pretty fast. And so, you know, I, I still have an incredible connection with her wherever she's at in, in the next place. And uh, yeah, it was, it was very, uh, it was a hard time. Hmm. So, I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, you've got, you've got daughters, you've obviously got a, a prolific career. Um, how did losing your mother to breast cancer impact how you 
you just go about living your life. You know, you, you try to make the best of every situation. I'm someone who believes that tests in life are there to make you grow. If you can get to a place where you're like, oh man, what am I supposed to learn from this? How do I grow from this? It takes a second when you lose someone like your mother to get to that place. But for me, I just hadn't had a lot of tragedy in my life. Um, so I didn't have a ton of empathy. I wasn't mean. I just didn't, I had no understanding that people were going through this level of difficulty all the time. And so it became very important for me as someone who sings songs about uplifting people to, uh, to have empathy for what, I'm, for what I was singing about. You, you don't want to hear keep your head up from someone who hasn't been through a bunch of shit. You just don't. And so it really kind of grounded a lot of my art in a way that was really important for me. So this is what's so strange is that you have these things where you're like, I'm not glad that happened. I miss my mom every day, but I am grateful for what I got from that situation. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, you mentioned empathy. Have you been able to, to sort of translate that empathy into other things and have empathy towards other types of things as well? Like, like recognizing that pain is pain? Yeah. You know, actually I had a song called Wish You Pain, which um, is from a really cool quote by this incredible spiritual teacher, Abdu'l-Bahá. And it basically just talks about like, you know, strange it is that I love you and still I wish, I wish you sorrow because that's what you grow from. Like, that's where it comes from. And so we did a meet and greet on not this tour that I'm on, but the, the last one where I had everybody in the meet and greet. It was like a big circle and uh, people would share the deepest pain they'd been through and then what, what that turned them into. And so every night it was like unbelievable people sharing the most devastating things happening in their life and then what it turned them into and what they, how they grew from it. And, and to do that on a whole tour, night after night after night, 100 people each night, giving their example of the most intense stuff. Uh, I tried to commit suicide. This gave me this. I lost a, a child. Oh my God, one of the ones that I just always tell the story of because it changed my life forever was this um, couple that talked about losing an infant and how devastating that was. And they said it was like there was two years of the hardest years of their life. But now when anyone else loses an infant at the hospital, the hospital calls them to go console. <laughs> oh my God, it's so sweet. And so they'd said like from a place of power, like this is the most meaningful work we've ever done. We are the consolers to people who don't want to be consoled by anyone that doesn't know what they're going through. So it really switched my view on um, a couple things. One, it just showed me, wow, there's people that are going through this pain all the time in all different aspects of life. And then two, um, there can be a lot of beauty that comes from that. Mm. Wow, that's, that's really powerful. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so... You've been open about your desire to channel your grief into helping others. I think that's pretty obvious from the stories you just told. I mean, tell us more about that. How do you do that? And how do you think about that? I think that for me, grief is just um, being open to talk about it and to participate in it. I found that uh, it's going to come get you anyway. So you can, you can wait for it to come in a moment that you're not expecting, which it will do anyway, and you'll just be in your car and be like, uh-oh, here we go. Or <laughs> you can set times to play with it. And that has been something that's been really sweet for me, where I kind of sometimes go on offense to experience uh, grief. So if I'm at a 
coffee shop, something very simple as I see, see someone who reminds me of my mother, I go up and say, hey, can I buy this coffee? Because I don't get to do that for my mom. Just playing with it in, in that way or singing songs about her or you know, talking about her like this, um, not being afraid to just engage in it and then showing others that that can, that can happen has been really sweet. Well, I, I can imagine that you probably surprised quite a few people by asking about him coffee. So that, that's kind of amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I don't know why, I don't know what's our culture or what, but we're, I think the standard way to go about it is to just not talk about it or deal with it. So grief kind of doesn't even come up because we just keep it away. And so finding ways on our own terms to bring it out and, and dance with it um, has been really, really good. I mean, I imagine it's, it's really cathartic, right? Because you're not suppressing it, but you're, you're in, in a sense embracing it, right? And letting it change you. Get creative with it. You know, one of my friends uh, lost her mom and we were talking about it and she was saying how much her dad liked bread. And I was like, you should have the whole family over and cook a bunch of bread. Like on your terms, set up the scene to remember someone, to grieve them, to feel the process of it on your own terms, because it will come anyway. <laughs> so you might as well like be a part of it rather than be dragged along with it. So I, I think from our conversation, I know the answer to this question, but I would imagine there's more nuance to it. So I'm going to ask anyway. So how was your mother's death? How has that influenced the type of artist you've become? It, it definitely at a fairly young age, you know, I know that people lose their parents way younger than 25, but it, really focused me on, I don't know if we're going to get weird, uh, the next life, the, the, the next place after like, where do we go? What's the, what's the purpose of being here? Um, that I've, I've found for me really, really sweet. Um, threw me into a lot of meditation and prayers and just living in a, in a space that's like, oh, I think we do go somewhere else after this. And that has um, really interesting implications on how I live my life right now. If I think that I'm going somewhere after this and that they're like, that the points count and how you treat people counts and stuff, like, am I going to cheat on my taxes? Nah, no. Not that I was anyway, but like something <laughs> right. as simple as that is like, oh, okay, there's maybe there's a higher version of this life that, uh, that I can be participating in. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So uh, you're a strong advocate for breast cancer awareness. Uh, do you feel like it takes on an even bigger meaning to you now that you're the father of two girls? Um, yeah, I mean, mo mostly it's just like having witnessed it so firsthand, it can't get any bigger than that. Mm. I'm in to, to help spread the word, to try and figure out cures, to play at events, to uh, just be a champion of, of this work. It's like really important work. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so critical, so critical. And, and it's, it touches everyone, everyone. And so, so uh, I'm, I'm curious, are there any things that you and your family do to keep your mother's memory alive? Any traditions or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, we do. M my mom was really good at games and she kind of passed that down to me. So anytime that I we go on vacations or just throughout my, my daily life with my little girls, like we love to play games all the time. Mom was a big like jokester and figuring out ways that, uh, you can build community through playing games. That is something that my mom gave to me. So anytime I'm setting that up, the other way is I just sing about her all the time. Mm -hmm. I have so many songs in my set 
that are directly to my mom. And, uh, and uh, you know, there's this song I have called She'd Say, which is a, uh, a song about what my mother would say to my daughter. And that's always a really sweet moment in the set. And I believe that my mom can see me and can, uh, is like aware of what's happening here. So I actually sometimes have the crowd scream like, what's up, Kathy? And then like, you know, thousands of people going like, what up, Kathy? On a daily basis. To, um, uh, she's with me a lot. Wow. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. I, I'm, I would imagine that is an amazing moment in your set. I, uh, I'd like to check that out. Yeah. Going back to like a looseness to just like uh, play with it, I think is really important. I think that sometimes we get a little too, too tight about like, oh, that's stupid or that's weird or that's like woo woo. And in my experience, it is not. Mm. Wow. It's beautiful. So last question. Uh, what advice do you have for our listeners about how to find joy when they're facing grief and loss? It's mm. a great question. I would say it really, to me, comes back to um, what are you getting from it? And to, to, to really be aware that with, with grief and loss, there's also really sweet things that come. And so to make sure that you stay open to all the really intense sweetness that occurs around that. I remember with my mom, it just opens you up to other things in that, spe that like specific time period when you're losing someone that you love. Um, my mom was like, she requested that me, my dad and my brother just get on the bed and sing with her. That's what she wanted. And I'm like, I was 25. So if she'd said that on a normal Saturday, she probably would have gotten a snarky remark from me. Like, mom, I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. We're not getting on the bed and like singing whatever song you want. Like, no, that was my relationship. We like jokey and stuff. But when your mom was, um, has stage four cancer says, I want us all to sit on the bed and sing. You go like, okay, <laughs> oh, well, oh, what would you like to sing? And that is one of my sweetest memories of my entire life. So as far as joy goes, it's just a really rich time. So make sure if you're going through it, if anyone's listening, um, make sure not to close your eyes to the richness that's around you. It's a special time. Wow. That's beautiful. Well, Andy, this has been amazing. Um, I, I appreciate you. appreciate your music. appreciate the encouragement that it brings. But, and I appreciate how your mom has obviously influenced so much of it uh, for so many people. So thank you for, for joining us today. Percent. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks to Bank of America for supporting this podcast. To learn more about how your everyday spending can help end breast cancer, visit komen.org forward slash Bank of America and learn more about pink ribbon banking. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com.